0: Welcome back to this week's episode of Bandwidth Blog on Air, where we're taking a special dive in to Huawei's recent South African launch of the, the Huawei Mate 10 Pro and the Huawei Mate
1: 10 Porsche Design Edition. Thank you very much for joining us. Welcome to episode 97 of Bandwidth Blog on Air.
0: Welcome to Bandwidth Blog on Air, the weekly podcast of bandwidthblog.com let's not waste any time and dive straight into it uh, i will be honest with you having been at the south african launch of huawei's Mate 10 pro with you at uh, camps bay last night in cape town the one thing i'm very surprised by with this handset is how much better it looks in real life as opposed to the images we've seen on the internet up until now uh, at, in terms of general specifications and promise this is an ai led uh, smartphone with huawei's a neural processing unit embedded in the Kirin 970 chipset. It comes armed with a large battery and Huawei's first 18.9 display. But what was it about
1: this handset that most excited you? So Brian, for me, it has a lot to do with the, the design of the device and the look and the feel. It's completely different, as you rightly said, than what we saw beforehand what we saw on the internet from other videos it just doesn't do the device justice really um before actually getting our hands uh, on the mate 10 pro i wasn't very excited about it to be honest and and that little strip at the top um, where where the dual cameras are and and most of the sensors you know I, I, it looked weird to me in renders it looked weird to me when the press images came out and even in some videos, it, it, it didn't look that great. But having, having had it in hand, it makes a massive amount of difference. And I don't know if that really talks to Huawei's uh, uh, the way of looking at design, uh, if, if it's an ergonomic issue, or if, it's, or if it's an emotive one. I'm not really sure at this point.
0: I think it's certainly an evocative design, and perhaps one that's not necessarily too photogenic, ironically. Uh, I think the one standout feature is sort of the way it sits in one's palm. The gently curved back, I feel with the addition of the two lenses at the top for the vertically uh, aligned camera array, are really beautiful in the hand and it's perhaps only once you're able to, to physically touch the device I think that you can appreciate it in full. Of course, it is nice to finally see Huawei throw bezels away and instead doing an 18:9 display. It's a move I think that has been too long overlooked for the company and it's something I wish that the uh, Huawei P10 and P10 Plus had. So it's refreshing to see Huawei do this. And I think the company has a very interesting take with AI embedded in its neural processing unit uh, within the Kirin 970 chip found on the Huawei Mate 10 Pro and Mate 10 Standard Edition. I do like the focus that the Mate 10 does give an indication of promise that it will retain a majority or most of its performance stats about after two years of use, which I think is incredibly important because most of us buy an Android phone and we tend to notice a slowdown within 6 months if not sooner than that
1: you're completely right it's very important for that for that device to have the longevity of at least a couple of years um, and and as we've we've seen in, in Huawei's of the past, you know sometimes it's a little bit difficult for the company to push out software updates with the newest versions of Android as quickly as as some other companies, because obviously they they skin their device quite heavily, and the fact that they've got the new NPU or the the neural processing unit, um, you know, doing its thing, hopefully that'll mean that uh, it, the longevity of an older piece of software may be you know, a, a lot longer than the previous versions of EMUI was. Um, do you think that, you know, that'll, that'll lead into more kind of mainstream features in terms of Huawei's, uh, Huawei's skin? Do you think they are, g- are going to stick with their kind of Apple-like f- look and feel? Or, you know, could this be the beginning of them actually trending towards getting that software updates out quicker and, and pushing I- I- in the direction of, of, of kind of more stock Android in the long run?
0: One of the greatest factors I think leads to some of my reservations about the Huawei Mate 10 and Mate 10 Pro is the fact that, and it's a thought I raised on Twitter last night, is the sense that, of course, if you release an AI-led chip and you promise developer optimization for apps around the world to take advantage of that chip, you are again essentially relying on the willingness of developers to get on board with your platform. Now obviously Huawei, at least insofar as its, its flagship devices are concerned in China, it's a strong incentive for developers to do so because there's a massive market to tap however let's pretend another massive manufacturer like for example samsung comes up with a similar idea and you're going to have the issue of developers flocking and fleeing from different phone to different phone to ensure that their apps are optimized and to me it's a little bit of a worry because it kind of defeats the sole purpose of android which is continuity and of course you know that that sort of kind of transparent barrier between devices that enables developers to get their apps out there quickly and certainly it's not a barrier to having an app on the phone in the first place but it might mean it might come at the cost of decreased performance or simply unoptimized performance.
1: So let's pivot um, off of your point of continuity I think um, one of the most surprising parts of the presentation or at least uh, the most surprising part I had with getting the device in hand was the continuity. You know, and I thought it was a very interesting uh, take on the whole um, uh, uh, smartphone to PC experience like we've seen before with Samsung Decks and um, Continuum. We've seen on some, uh, on some uh, Windows phone smartphones. And to be honest, it actually worked really, really well. I, I, I actually thought it was going to be like a like a gimmick, something they tacked on at the last minute because this is another feature that they can, you know, push out there to consumers. But actually, it worked quite well. I agree with you. I think it's perhaps the best implementation of the idea that
0: we've seen up until now. And I, I wrote a, a piece not too long ago about discussing the: the Do we really need smartphone to PC systems? And I wouldn't say that my mindset has changed from the fact that perhaps the feature is mismarketed, and I think a greater avenue might be found approaching consumers who can't afford uh, either a flagship smartphone or a laptop but would happily use one as a modicum of two. I think there's a big market there. But to look at the idea as Huawei's executed it with MUI Desktop, I was actually very much impressed by how simple it was. The responsiveness of the trackpad on the Mate 10 Pro when it was in desktop mode was great. And it was amazing to see just how desktop-like the system looked. I think if you could have hid the cable and the smartphone away from me and just shown the MUI desktop as it is, I could have been convinced that was just, a, you know, an Android PC lurking somewhere about. And I think that's really impressive. The other impressive thing, of course, is that you could distance the Mate 10 from what it was doing on the desktop and that you could answer a call privately and still run the desktop software. And that, to me, speaks to a very interesting use case that you can sort of use the device independently in two very separate modes which i think is a very important sense you don't necessarily get with samsung decks or
1: microsoft's continuum no for sure I, i agree with you and i think um you know for huawei to actually take this forward and make something of it is going to be a hell of a challenge. But I think it's something that they're prepared for. Um, just, just get you know the vibe from the from the launch event. is very it was very different to other launch events we've been uh, we've been to from from the Chinese company. I, I found it was very much uh, a statement saying, listen, we're not we're not afraid anymore. We're not the smaller uh, player in the market. We're not going to sit back and just you know kind of eke out what we can they they know that they are a really good uh, a really good player in the market and they're doing so well in South Africa that you know it warranted this massive event for them to unveil their their latest offering and and I'm so glad to see that because previous years it was very much um, you know it was all about the the technical stuff behind the device um, and not, not that much uh, about, you know, we, we know what we're doing. We're very good at what we're doing. And that's the feeling I got. And, and especially um, that actually then fed through right into those technical things. Something like uh, the screen mirroring, I thought, was something seamless. It just works. Um, the, the, the processing unit seems to be great. Um, and th- with they focus on machine learning in, in, the, in the NPU, that was a, a interesting step to see them actually pivot that hard on a, something that's quite technical. I would agree fully. I mean,
0: and talking further about maybe something more technical that I think will have a lot of applicability to end consumers is the neural networks uh, uh, compatibility with Huawei's like a camera system. I mean, you know me; I'm a bit of a camera, a camera fanatic, and I very much enjoyed using the Huawei P9 and P10 which I reviewed for its camera smarts. I think those are some of the finest camera smartphones on the market. And what really interested me is to see how Huawei are maybe taking a page out of Google's books and are using software to improve the performance of hardware. The demonstrations that we had on stage showed that a Huawei executive was able to point the phone at an object such as, you know, a tree or at food and uh, then the smartphone was able to tailor its settings automatically to better highlight that object now we may get that already in some smartphones to have a, like a preset food mode for example but this is i think the first occasion in which we've seen a neural processing engine actually recognize a kind of a device and tailor its output to produce the best kind of content possible While we might call the LG V30 the, you know, the king of video, I think Huawei is quickly christening itself as the king of smart imagery if it's not too far behind the likes of Google and Apple.
1: I think it'll take a lot for them to actually stand out in this regard and and it's great to see that it's something that, that they're not taking lightly and they're actually going to take the fight to the likes of Google and Apple and even Facebook with their uh, you know with their online platform I'm, I'm super excited to see where huawei takes this because if, if we've just seen what they've done in the last couple of years it's been quite impressive so now the question is brian is this may 10 pro a device that you would actually want to hang on to and use for an extended period of time
0: i would uh, fundamentally i think i would like i say, my biggest reservation is probably the fact Again, it doesn't come with stock Android and the, 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 nick, the sort of the nooks and crannies of MUI I've never found particularly intriguing. And I found it to be a major pullback sort of on my interest of Huawei devices when I could easily now pivot to a Samsung device or a Nokia device, both of which have iterations which are close to stock or near enough stock to please me. Uh, To to breach on a subject that I have another serious reservation about and I'm actually very concerned for the South African consumer at the end of the day which I am one of is the sense that Huawei is now the newest contender to join the ranks of producing hyper expensive smartphones. Now that's not a bad thing when you have the likes of the Porsche Design Edition which will appeal to a very limited market and have a very limited style sense but when we look at pricing the standard Mate 10 Pro at $17,999 at 17999, it does ring some alarm bells for me because I feel these smartphones, while they've never been particularly geared to the entry level in the market, are quickly becoming so unaffordable to the entry level user that I think we're losing the sense of how excellent mobile devices don't need to break the bank.
1: Don't get me wrong, I I agree with you there. I mean, it it is way too much money, and and no sane person should buy that device in cash. I think though that you know it's it, it's a it, it's very much a marketing thing where they say our, our device is that good that we can charge this amount of money for it um and i agree that the the porsche design is you know it's a it's an iphone 10 money which is which is interesting in itself um, but then we've got uh, the normal May 10 pro at at around 18 grand as you said and and that is almost exactly the price point of the Note 8. So the question then is, can you equate the May 10 Pro with a Note 8? And um, invariably, I would say no, uh, it's apples and oranges. It's two very, very different devices pivoting to very different consumers. Um, whether or not it's worth that price, that that's a very subjective thing. But what I think is that, you know, w- when you come back to who the actual consumer is, the people that go into the telecoms companies and get a two-year contract it's not going to be you know that expensive it's probably going to be around seven to eight hundred rand um on contract which is also a lot of money don't get me wrong but you know i i just feel that the the cash price is always, is always a little bit uh, um, kind of, it's, it's not very indicative of where the price point of, the, of that device would be at the end of the day. Um, the prices that we see on contract are quite different because obviously you get that uh, subsidized price when you, t- when you take that two-year contract. So do you think that um, this price will be prohibitive to, to most of the people in South Africa? Do you think that people that would actually want this device won't be able to afford it?
0: I do think so at the end of the day uh, you do raise an excellent point in that sometimes in a sense although the retail price of a device can be alarming it's perhaps not the best indication. However, that always does have a knock-on effect of the contract pricing and I still feel As I said to uh, a peer Andy Walker from Meanburn last night at the event I felt perhaps last year or the year before in 2015 we were at a very nice space where smartphones were hovering around the sub 10,000 Rand mark and obviously political things have happened that have influenced the value of the Rand and accordingly the value of goods but I feel that was a really apt price point for the South African market it laddered things quite effectively. And it seems to me that where mid-range smartphones a couple of years ago were maybe hovering around the the 7,000 Rand range, they have now been pushed up to the 10,000 Rand range, which really starts to preclude the average consumer from more of the, some of the more exciting and accessible features on handsets. So I do feel that perhaps this is too expensive. And to refer to your analogy of comparing the Mate 10 Pro to the Galaxy Note 8, I don't think you can compare the devices. In my mind, I think the Mate 10 Pro is perhaps better suited to compete with the Galaxy S8 but holistically in terms of price I tend to question the price points that these manufacturers are choosing because it does worry me that being the next boom will be the AI boom from the mobile boom. I do feel it's going to leave a lot of people out in the dirt for quite a long time.
1: Thanks very much for joining us on this episode of Bandwidth Blog on Air. Thank you very much for joining us. Come back next week for episode 98 of Bandwidth Blog on Air.
0: You've been listening to Bandwidth Blog On Air, the weekly podcast of bandwidthblog.com.